Hello, what's going on guys? I'm John Hasselbauer, golf writer for thelines.com, and this is from the tips, not the WGC, the FedEx St. Jude Championship Edition. Uh, This tournament has gone through so many name changes. It was the FedEx, or it's the St. Jude Classic, and then it was the WGC FedEx St. Jude. Last year was the first time um, this event replaced the Northern Trust as the kickoff to the FedEx Cup uh, playoff. So it is now the the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Um, I will get used to that eventually. Um, but who knows? This this playoff format seems to change uh, every year. Uh, last year it was the top 125. This year it's the top 70 that uh, qualify to be in the field. Um, a much more condensed field, and we felt that drama last week at the Wyndham Championship. Um, I feel like Justin Thomas falling right on that edge, uh, finishing 71st one spot outside of the playoffs, was almost probably the headliner of the week and uh, overshadowing Lucas Glover's victory. I I think any casual um, sports fan who was watching ESPN and catching up on what happened in golf last week, uh, aside from the Bryson uh, 68 or uh, 58 news, um, is probably talking about how Justin Thomas missed the playoffs and not about how Lucas Glover uh, won and backdoored his way into the field this week. So um, definitely... Uh, a climactic finish to the regular season. I always say that the the Wyndham Championship never disappoints. It could never disappoint because there's always going to be a group of players who are trying to get into the playoffs, who've been vying for a spot in the playoffs all year um, and have one last opportunity to, to jockey for position um, if they're already safely inside the top 70 or to win themselves in in the way that Lucas Glover did. Um, so props to Lucas Glover. We were on him at the 3M Open uh, the week before um, the Wyndham. So one week too early on Glover. I will say, um, obviously, I have to address that uh, Adam Hadwin did not work out for us. The conviction play is now 0 for 2 in the last two years um, after Denny McCarthy also had a disappointing uh, miscut the, the week before. So, um I think this was a, a, the Wyndham was a week of good process, not the right results, right? Um, Russell Henley is a player that we know is going to do well at this course. I mean, you just kind of try to find players like Russell Henley who are great in those mid irons, can hit all the fairways and pop uh, putting on Bermuda. Um, I think where I went wrong with Glover and not necessarily betting him the week after I bet him at 3M is. He's not a strong long-term putter. He's not somebody who leans on the putter as an asset in his game. He's somebody who's constantly tinkering with and trying to figure something out um, and, you know, eventually struck gold with this broomstick. And obviously with an equipment change, that's usually a a good short-term solve and an uncertain long-term solve. Um, But I think after, you know, winning... Um, and yet another positive performance on the greens. Lucas Glover may have found something here, and he is deep into his career now. Um, you know, decades removed from winning the U.S. Open, his only major championship, won the John Deere two years ago, now wins another event, so two wins in the last year and a half or two years. Um, pretty solid stuff from Lucas Glover, obviously a great ball striker. Um, and you know, I think he's going to be a threat once again. Now, now that we get into the playoffs, we've seen 
every single year there's these sorts of guys who get hot at the right time and just ride that form into Eastlake. I feel like Scott Stallings, although he didn't win, um, he didn't win an event down the stretch last year, but he was that type of player who made his way all the way to Eastlake because he got hot um, for four events in a row starting at like 3M into into the Wyndham. So I don't think that was a one-hit wonder for Glover. I think he's going to continue the hot form. Uh, interested to see how he does in Memphis. Um, that will, well, I guess I, I should talk a little bit more about Adam Hadwin. Uh, obviously another <laughs> disappointing uh Disappointing conviction bet. I need to need to think think about what happened there and why we why we were off by so much. Obviously, fit the profile as somebody uh, who hits a bunch of fairways, who hits um, you know excels with the approach and can spike with the putting and have the course history. I think from that standpoint, he made sense. Um, and the thought of buying low on somebody off of a miscut leading into the, into the Wyndham was, ended up being correct because that's how, uh, Glover got it done. Um, uh, I was really fixated on putting last week. I really wanted guys who, um, were just steady with the putter. You can bank on that being a skill set that they can lean on because Donald Ross greens, are tough and you need to be a good green reader and just a confident putter to excel on them. Um, so I didn't think Lucas Glover was that. I did think that Adam Hadwin was there, was that in the end. I was not right. Um, but we did clean up on top 20s on um, Russell Henley and Eric Cole last week. So um, still, still a good week. Always nice to turn a small profit even when you don't have the outright winner. Um, and now we turn the page to the first, uh, the first of three playoff events at the FedEx St. Jude championship in Memphis, Tennessee at TPC Southwind. Uh, before we get into the task at hand this week, a reminder to subscribe to the Lions YouTube channel just before NFL season kicks off. Um, we're already littering the homepage with uh, previews and, and player props, all the things that you need before your fantasy drafts, or if you're not even fantasy focused and you want to do some future bets, uh, on player props, things of that nature, um, got you covered here. I'll be contributing on some NFL stuff. It's definitely not my bread and butter, but I love the NFL. Who doesn't? Um, so I am excited to, uh, to to dive even further into that this season. Be on the lookout for more of that. Um, in addition to that, make sure uh, you're in the Lions Discord. That's where all my bets are placed in real time, and it is for free. Um, so that is also linked in the description and, uh, you can check that on the top right of the lines homepage. Um, speaking of the homepage, we will kick it to the tournament preview this week. Um, if you're new to the channel, you can always go to odds golf and here you will find the FedEx St. Jude preview as well as FedEx St. Jude odds page, two separate pages. Um, this is going to give you everything for the week at hand, uh, specific strokes gained stats that are important background on the course, um, trends of course, history, the courses that I deem to be the strongest comp courses this week. I'm really looking at those Florida positional courses. I think TPC Sawgrass from just an eye test standpoint, uh, really jumps out to me and East Lake, although, you know, kind of difficult to, um, model off of East Lake definitely shares the same agronomy here. Um, and we've seen overlap, uh, from players like Billy Horschel, Justin Thomas, and Rory McElroy all have good results at both events. Um, 
But yeah, let's talk about TBC Southwind. It is, and I'm not going to do a full preview because this article is coming out, this video is coming out on Wednesday morning, so you've probably already done your, your preview homework. If you see my article, you've, you've seen it, so I'm just going to breeze through um, the three things that you need to know most about TPC Southwind. Um, number one, with it being about 7,200 yards par 70, um, it's not a birdie fest. It is short, and it is positional, and it is going to reward precision uh, like we've seen on other sub-7,200 courses. Um, so think Sawgrass, think uh, Harbortown, PGA National is a good example. Uh, Wiley, a great example, Innisbrook Resort. These are all jotted down um, in the preview right here. Um, all comp courses where you need to be a confident driver, but you don't need to hit a ton of drivers uh, throughout this course. Uh, water is going to come into play, and with it being TPC South Wind, you can expect the elements to play uh, a factor here. So uh, I would say tip number one, look for other results on positional courses. Um, number two, it is definitely a tee to green test, uh, Bermuda, especially Bermuda rough on a course like this, where it's no guarantee that you're going to hit the fairways is really unpredictable. Um, and you're hitting into firm and fast greens. So you're not going to hold all of these. If you run off into the rough, it's going to be really frustrating for players who don't really know if they're going to get a jumper lie or, or a flat lie. Um, something that's going to bury your stick up. It's what you're going to hear a lot in these, in this Bermuda rough. It's really tricky and really frustrating, um, for players to hit out of unpredictable rough. So expect a low green and regulation percentage compared to average and put a little bit more emphasis on scrambling, put a little less emphasis on putting, um, in the sense that this is not a putting contest. You are going to need some skill from T to green to post a score here. Um, but it's not a pretty, like I said, it's not a very fast. So I think 14, 15, maybe even 16 under, uh, will be more than enough to win this week, especially, uh, in a limited field, we tend to see less crazy scoring, uh, when there's not as many competitors in the field. Um, and the third thing to note about, uh, TBC Southwind volatility, um, last two winners have been first time PGA tour winners. Uh, between Will Zalatoris and Abraham Answer, Obviously, those guys were kind of due for wins, um, but it's not necessarily something that you can chalk, you can write anybody out uh, because they don't have the quote-unquote win equity. Um, you've also seen players like Sepp Straka, who lost to uh, Will Zalatoris in the playoff last year, um, come in with absolutely zero form. He had six consecutive missed cuts, including 13 strokes lost. Uh, in two rounds at the Wyndham Championship the week before. Um, just a volatile course. You can be, if you hit all your fairways and greens and you make a lot of putts, then yeah, you can you can do well here. Um, you don't want to spray it around this course, and I, ideally you are coming in here in form. Um, but with a limited field of 70 this week, there's a lot of big numbers this week that I feel comfortable taking a chance on. I've got a couple guys over 201 on my betting card this week. That's where Sepp Straka was last year. Um, and he was several playoff holes away from being your winner of the first um, playoff event last year. So um, not a week to shy away from long shots, even though it is a playoff event. And you do have all the heavy hitters of Rom, Scheffler, and McElroy. They're all here. Um, all the top 70 in, in the PGA Tour are here. So there is a lot of... Um, adversity, um, for, for the long shots, but 
there's also just a lot of good shots that are going to go unrewarded this week. So I'm not afraid to roll out a longer card, embrace the volatility, and take a chance on some long shots in the first uh, playoff event of the season. Um, last thing I will do um, before we kick it to my bets for the week, my outright bets, uh, is just kind of acknowledge the betting board um, for this week. So I mentioned the big three of Scheffler, Rahm, and McElroy. Um, you'll find all of them at single-digit odds and then a significant gap after that big three um, into a next tier of Cantley, Xander, and Hovland. Um, and then it's really a third tier after that where you start to see uh, everybody else kind of funnel into. So um, when we get to Hatton, Morikawa, Fleetwood, Fowler, Wyndham, Clark, Spieth, Burns, and even Day, um, all of those guys are basically 30 to 40 to 1. So um, for me, I think when you approach the betting board this week, I, I don't really think any of these guys are bettable. It's such a volatile event where the odds-on favorite has not really been winning here um, that I don't feel it necessary as I would in a major where where the conditions sort of favor a, a supreme ball striker who's a lead in long iron approaches and can bomb it away and get an advantage with their distance. This course kind of takes all of that away, plus it adds wind and water, which adds volatility, um, and it's not prohibitively long. So we've seen guys like Abe Answer who just – kind of poke it off the tee, not very far. And we've seen Zalatoris the next week, who's one of the longest hitters. So there's so many types of different different types of games that translate here. Um, that I, To me, it's just not worth the premium. Of course, any of these guys could win, and it would not shock me. But from a EV standpoint, I just don't think uh, many people are going to bite a single bullet at an event like this. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's a field of 70. There's no cut. Um, even if you go to the very bottom of the board, you're still going to find massive odds on players who are not horrible. Uh, I mean, Brandon Wu was probably an 80 to one, 70 to one bet at the Wyndham last week. Um, Sam Stevens probably going to be your runner up rookie of the year this year. He's 400 to one. Uh, Sam Ryder nearly won the farmers um, this year. So there's a lot of ta- Nick Hardy was a PGA winner um, at TBC um, Louisiana. Um, Nick Taylor is a guy we'll talk about that I love this week. So, um, there's just a lot of talent in this field this week. And, you know, Sepp Straka was in this range last year. So anything can happen. Um, I think it's worth taking a sprinkle on a few, uh, long shots, me personally. So that is a good segue into the model embedding card itself. Um, you can see the full breakdown of methodology for how I built my model in the tournament preview, which again is linked in this description in the description of this video. Um, just to summarize, I'm, I'm prioritizing stroke gain approach. This being more of a positional layout where you can kind of lay up to your numbers as long as you're hitting it accurately off the tee and playing from the fairway. Um, strokes gain total. This is in comp courses. I think that's pretty crucial. There's a lot of courses like TPC Southwind that reward sort of a point A, point B approach, uh, especially on Bermuda greens, which is kind of the character of this course. Uh, long par four scoring is important. I've got strokes gain T to green over the last 12 as a recent form stat. Um, kind of 
you know, trying to identify the guys who are catching fire at the end of the season. That's always, you know, proven to be pretty indicative of playoff success, how you finish a regular season. Uh, fairways again, I don't always use this, um, but this week I think it's pretty important. Um, I think there will be a pretty steady uh, need for driver off the tee and keeping that in the fairway. And guys who can do both of those things should have a leg up at TPC Southwind. Uh, scrambling is important. We've got ball striking just to double down um, on off the tee and approach. Opportunities gained. I've got weighted putting of firm and fast greens in Bermuda and then proximity um, from 125 to 200 is also weighted in here. So with all of that uh, put together in the model, that spits out Patrick Cantlay at number one overall. Um, he's followed by Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Xander Schauffele, Hideki Matsuyama is interesting runner-up finisher two years ago. At this event, he's number five. Tyrrell Hatton is number six. Tommy Fleetwood, seven. Justin Rose, eight. Victor Hovland, nine. And Jordan Spieth, number 10, to round it all out. Um, I'll now just transition that into my outright bets for this week. Um, it's a field of 70, and I have bet 10% of the field. Um, I've got seven guys on my outright card. Again, I, I do just view this as a volatile tournament, and anytime um, I see volatility in the event, I want exposure to as many players as possible. Um, there could be a, a wind advantage. There could be a bad hole with water on it where you're kind of blowing up and playing yourself out of the tournament. I could easily see you know, John Rahm having a good day and then getting a double randomly on, on a par three that he hits it in the water. Um, so I faded the top of the board and started my card with Tyrrell Hatton at 25 to one. He was number six, the highest in my model of the players that I bet. And you could see it's a whole lot of green across the board in the stats that matter most I'm really drawn to the putting stats, um, over the last 36 Bermuda greens and firm and fast greens. He's top five in all of them. Um, you can get a hot putter and win here. Uh, that is not necessarily what Zalatoris did last year, but it is how Sam Burns got himself into a playoff at this event um, the year before. And we've just seen guys on Bermuda Greens that either get it or they don't. And Tyrrell Hatton has been so good in the Florida swing over the course of his career, and especially this year where he had his best finish, a runner-up at the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Very, very comparable course with the wind and constant presence of water on Bermuda greens. Um, so I like Hatton. Obviously, he has not closed the door this season, but he has come very close. Um, so after uh, Tyrrell Hatton, next in my model, we'll go by, we'll go by model order, um, is Justin Rose, who is also top 10. Um, I actually see a lot of overlap in performance at Pebble Beach translating to this course. Um, obviously, opposite coasts, one is Poa and one is Bermuda. But if you kind of look past that, they both share uh, constant presence of wind, a short positional layout that rewards hitting fairways and not necessarily hitting it super far, um, and emphasis on approach. So uh, Daniel Berger has won at both. Dustin Johnson has won at both. And... Um, Ches Reeve randomly has not won at both, but he's played consistently very well at both of these courses. So kind of a, a little bit of an overlapping trend there. Um, Rose 
it, he's had three straight missed cuts, which is why he's 90 to one. Uh, but two of those came at majors. So I can kind of look past that. If you don't play well in majors, you're playing against the best, you know, competition in the world. So I can kind of overlook that before that he had a long string of top 15s. He's had a great season overall. Um, this is definitely a buy low situation where we're getting a good number on a good player. Uh, Colin Morikawa is number 17 in my model. Um, that is at fault of scrambling uh, and putting. So um, all the, the the ball striking stats are vintage Morikawa, right? What do you want to see from him? He's top five in the strokes gained approach, tee to green, ball striking, opportunities gained, those those mid irons he's also elite in um and he's top 10 at fairways gain which is going to be huge this week he's had good finishes at this event he is seventh in the field in course history at tpc southwind um and just kind of trending in the right direction if we go to morikawa um we we just kind of check his season stats this year really reminds me of will zalatoris where um you know 2022 <coughs> Pardon. Uh, 2022, Will Zelatoris, where kind of did everything but win. The ball striking was incredible. The question was, can he gain putting? Because everything else, tee to green wise, is there. Um, and if he turns the putter around, he should be viable to win that tournament. Um, that's what we have here with Colin Morikawa. He has been positive strokes gain total for six events in a row. Does have a couple missed cuts here, but you can see even these missed cuts, he's gaining on the field. So uh, that's usually a sign that he missed it right on the number. Not too much to panic about uh, when we're looking back on it. And just good results at the players. I'm always going to bet Colin at the players. I think it's a perfect setup for him. So um, if I like him at the players and I see any sort of positive inkling on the greens, like we're seeing here, three straight gained um, in measured events, I'm going to look Colin's way, and I do think uh, amongst the elite talents in the field, um, he probably has the best number in this 27 to 1 range. Um, after Colin, it is uh, Corey Connors, who is next. I will be in Canada for my bachelor party starting Thursday, so I needed some Canadian representation on the card. Um, so I added not one, but two. I have both Corey Connors and Nick Taylor representing from. North of the border, um, Corey Connors, elite ball striker. We know that um, with this not necessarily being a putting contest, I do think that he can get away with somewhat of a neutral putter uh, on this course and still put himself in position to contend. Um, just, you know, top 10, similar, very similar profile to Colin Morikawa. Uh, from an opportunities game, ball striking approach standpoint. So it really is just a matter if he can get a hot putter. Um, and if Will Zalatoris can do that, why not Corey Connors? Um, just sticking on the Canadian theme, uh, Nick Taylor is definitely my favorite uh, value on the board this week. I got him at 250 to 1. He finished the full season uh, number 12 in FedEx points. Um, that's, that's really impressive, and I think that is not being reflected whatsoever, and his price is getting a little disrespected. Um, he did finish top 20 two starts ago at the Genesis Scottish Open. So I don't think the form is completely lost. His win came at a positional uh, layout in the RBC Canadian Open. Um, so I think that's encouraging that he can channel similar success. I mentioned the Pebble Beach comp um, that I like Justin Rose for. He won the Pebble Beach this year. 
uh, Nick Taylor was a past winner of that event as well. Um, so those are enough. Uh, you know, I don't need too much convincing at 250 to one, but that was enough to get me on board. Same with Adam Shank. He was somebody that I was extremely confident in as basically one of the co-favorites at the John Deere classic this year. And all of a sudden he's 220 to one in a field, half that size. Um, Adam Shank has five top tens this season. He's got a pair of top tens over his last six starts, I believe. Um, and he's somebody who can really lean on his approach and putting to gain on the fields. You could see he's top 20 across the board in the putting stats and he's top 20 in strokes gained approach. He and John Rahm and, uh, Xander Schauffele are the three players in the field who are top 20 in both strokes gained approach and weighted putting. So I like that combination as obviously at 225 to one, I don't need too much convincing to get on board, but I do like him for that reason. Uh, and last but not least, Sam Burns, uh, he was my spotlight player of the week in my tournament preview. So you can check out the tournament preview for the full, uh, write up on him this week, but somebody that I'm always going to consider on Bermuda greens runner up, finish a playoff loss in 2021 to Abraham answer. Somebody who just continues to dominate on Bermuda greens. I've got him as my 12th man on the Ryder cup team, uh, for team USA. Um, but he definitely needs a good playoff to solidify his place on the team. So I think this is an excellent setup for him, um, to prove his case, he will be battling with uh, Tony Finau, Keegan Bradley, and Cameron Young uh, to get that last, the, really the last two spots that are up for grabs. So I think he'll be plenty motivated. Um, and he looked pretty good at, at Sedgefield last week with the T14. So that is the full card for me, the full outright card. I've got seven bets again. Um, just to recap, that is seven out of 70. So we've got off the bat a 10% chance. Uh, of hitting a winner this week. So um, hopefully, while still keeping the uh, the proper units allocations and not going overboard, um, hopefully that is the sweet spot and we are able to hit uh, our eighth outright of the year. But uh, we shall see. I will be in Montreal when this concludes. So hopefully I have something to celebrate um, at the end of my bachelor party. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this long uh, much appreciate the support. You can find me on uh, X or Twitter at PGA Tout. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me or shoot me a note in the Discord. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that will do it. So best of luck with all of your bets this week.